0: Everyone! <laughs> hi, hi! Hi, hi! Uh, my name is Philip. I'm from Black Plus Coffee, and I have. uh,
1: uh there's Moses here.
0: <laughs> yeah, here we are, Black Plus Coffee, a podcast that's all about uh,
1: coffee and, and nothing be, else. And nothing else but coffee in this world of coffee, and ho- possibly in <laughs> other worlds, I would have coffee as well.
0: <laughs> so, welcome to our podcast, uh, Black Plus Coffee. Uh, if you are listening to us for the first time, it's really, really a great joy. And we are pleased that you are listening to us I Do catch up on uh, the previous episodes I would really appreciate you listening to that And giving us feedback uh, if, you're April, if you are on Apple If uh, you are on Apple Podcast
1: yeah. uh, Please give us a rating That will help us go a long way mm. And just your general feedback on Instagram Or you mm. can just send us an audio oh, On yeah. our email uh, Yeah, any platform that you will be able to give us feedback That will be mm helpful for
0: us. Yeah, our email is info at black plus coza or That's the <laughs> Whatever one. you say it. <laughs> but yeah, welcome uh, to Black Plus Coffee Podcast. This is our fifth episode. This right? is our
1: fifth episode. Yeah. Um and this time things were a bit different. Uh-huh. Yeah, we've had our first guest for the show. Woo-hoo! Come on. <laughs> that was quite interesting. Yeah. Um so guys, um this time things are done a bit differently. We had an interview with who I could say
0: uh with Jonathan Robinson. So if you're not familiar with him, uh he owns uh he's one of the founding members of uh There. I'm sure most people have heard of being there. It's in Joburg. Uh, they it's an excellent coffee shop. Uh they're found at forty four Stanley, so you should check them out. Uh they have a roaster in Brahm as well, which sells proper beans. Uh only African coffee beans. Only African coffee. So that's really awesome. Uh yeah. what did we what did we uh, want to have him for? Why did we have Robertson? Um
1: yeah. so yeah, we have um been talking about this for quite some time now um about um direct fair trade and some of you guys may be asking what is direct fair mm-hmm. trade what is it all about uh but just from a quote that i think i mentioned in was it the third episode
0: i don't remember but i yeah, think we the we third episode
1: it, yeah. yeah that coffee is not the business of pretty pictures uh, but it has harsh reality, harsh reality. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm saying the good other way, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> but basically, yeah. that. Um, so now we just wanted to bring Jonathan into the show because he's an expert when it comes to that. He is involved with farmers, he's mm-hmm. involved with uh communities that are growing coffees mm-hmm. and, and all that. So, we wanted to get his expertise mm-hmm. on what uh, direct fair trade is all about.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like most people don't know that there's so much happening in the coffee seen behind your cup uh and that's what we wanted to touch on sustainability of of the coffee industry as well how does it look like uh how what steps have been taken to make it uh more uh attractive as well and more fair in terms of paying farmers the amount of money that they deserve for the amazing produce so we'll be getting into that uh listen to the interview it was an amazing interview and uh do enjoy it and give us feedback like we said on uh, info at blackpluscoffee.co.za, yeah. or send us a voice note. Uh, that would be yeah. quite
1: helpful. And just a disclaimer: apologies mm-hmm. if you hear weird sounds uh, of yeah. birds or, <laughs> or stuff, because <laughs> we're doing the interview uh, outdoors. Yeah. So um, please forgive us for any interrupting sounds. But mm. it's good quality. It's it's yeah. worth the time. Yeah, and do follow us on Instagram, Black Plus Coffee.
0: Uh, that's where we have amazing. Amazing pictures And um, Merchandise is it's out, out yeah. uh, So do Let us if you want to buy it uh, It's 190 <laughs> And That's for ladies <laughs> uh, Gents We'll, we'll discuss the right. price But uh, do uh, Check those out And do, do let us know If you want a shirt or not But that's a cool merchandise With a cool logo yeah. Uh, But yeah Do listen to, uh, to this episode uh, Enjoy it With a good cup of coffee And yeah, yeah. hopefully you'll enjoy it. Yeah, that's it from us. That's it. We love coffee. (laughs) We drink coffee. We are Black Plus Coffee. Coffee. Enjoy, guys. Welcome, Jonathan, uh, to our podcast, Black Plus Coffee. Uh, We really appreciate you giving us this opportunity. Uh, Yeah, for for those who don't know about you, uh, can you just tell us about yourself? Who is jonathan robinson and how have you always been a coffee drinker actually <laughs> yeah and yeah. how like when was uh been there founded uh, so yeah, yeah can you just yeah, yeah. give you a rundown yeah, yeah. um yeah so uh,
2: i i guess i started uh my career in it and not in uh, and not in coffee mm. so um yeah i went to went to bits and did a bcom there and then landed up in ibm for a while then mm. dimension data selling networks mm. and um then uh, well I'll give my age away by telling you <laughs> the <that> stock market <laughs> crash But there was a there was a dot com crash in 2001, um, at which point I decided to take a year off with my wife, and we did a road trip through uh, um, backpacked through the US and Canada, mm. and, uh, did like 27,000 kilometres of driving, mm. and then did some. Um, backpacking in in Europe, and took that uh, took that year off, mm. uh, 2002. And in that time, I met a guy uh, in Canada who had this fair trade coffee business, and so yeah, I loved the mm. um, saw something that I really. And I've always been mad about coffee. So my grand got me into coffee mm. at 13. Um, I think it was quite unique because that in South Africa and those in sort of that time, I think most people were instant coffee drinkers. Yeah, but my grand was always a filter coffee drinker. And it uh, was like her one bat and chocolate were her two like splurges. She would, uh, you know, be very frugal on everything else, and that was like the, the, the <laughs> treats: yeah. coffee and a little and one piece Some of chocolate. <laughs> so you could only eat one piece. The whole slab would last like I don't know, two weeks. I'm sure it was um, proper
1: chocolate. So, well,
2: in those, I wouldn't like to say it was proper, but was, I think it was just a, probably a Cadbury's Dairy Milk. Uh, so nothing, uh, nothing or anything yeah. else exciting in those uh, days. But um, sure. yeah, one, once. S- piece of chocolate and coffee were her thing Um, and so yeah she had got me into coffee when I was about 13 she said Jonathan if you can drink coffee without sugar you'll be able to taste all the unique flavors and aromas and your life will never be the same Mm. and so yeah she was right I mean I (laughs) fell fell in love with coffee and so during this time that I was traveling with my wife I met this this guy in Canada who's actually a Canadian Colombian called Hugo Ciro and he had started a, a company called level ground trading and it was a fair trade coffee business and I mm. was, it was my first exposure to the whole like fair trade sure. model yeah. um and uh first sort of got to understand that you could do business and buy coffee from coffee farmers mm. and pay them a fair price and that will allow them to you know uplift uh, their yeah. own communities you know do better in their own lives yeah. help to educate their kids etc and you know i mean the whole coffee industry I discovered is quite you know um, exploitative and uh, you know a lot of times farmers were getting prices below their cost sure, of production yeah. mm. and so yeah I got to understand what all of this was about and mm. love this whole model let's buy coffee at a really great price I mean a fair price it's what it yeah. should be um, and uh, at the same time you know I could sort of have this benefit of you know, being doing something I loved yeah. in coffee mm. and mm. making an impact mm. in the lives sure. of Small scale coffee farmers. So, mm. yeah, so I sort of got uh, that idea from him. Um, he was doing that in, in Colombia at that stage. Mm. And I thought, Tisa, I can do this uh, in Africa. There's got to be opportunity. We've got the best coffee in the world. Yeah, um, let's <laughs> do it here. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I came back to South Africa in 2002. I didn't feel it was quite right to start yet. Mm. So, I worked uh, for an organization called Starfish, raising funds for children orphaned or affected mm. by, by AIDS. And I did that for, I suppose, three years, uh, and uh, then I uh, decided to sort of a now or never. Let's give it a let's Ooh. give it a go. So, uh, sure. Uh, yeah. sure, yeah, sure. gave up that job and uh, went to the garage and uh, started started being there, and that was 16 years ago. So I never awesome. answered your question, actually. No, no, you <laughs> did. did. You, <laughs> have, you have. Yeah. So but, uh, basically,
1: being yeah. there started in a garage. It did, yeah. yeah. Which is a good place for businesses to start. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Low overheads. Yeah. <laughs> Very true, key true. thing yeah, for yeah. entrepreneurs. Try and keep your costs low as possible. Ah, yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. S- trying to work out of friends' places. I went to uh, at uh, about eighteen months in my own garage, and then outgrew that, and then mm. I've got. Uh, friend of mine had a factory and he lent me some space in his factory, so yeah. I still wasn't paying rent. Yeah. It was three That's years, but I think, before I
0: started paying rent. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. 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 So but was it a road story as well, or was it just, uh, ho- so wh- yeah, what was happening know, So, then? at that yeah.
2: stage, in the beginning, it was um, it was really, um, I was buying the... So, when I, when I started, I, I sort of headed out to Ethiopia mm. um, in the end of 2004, actually, with a backpack and... Uh, Managed to find uh, some uh, great community that we work with in Ethiopia, producing great coffee and a place that we believe we could have an impact in. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, in the beginning, I just was sourcing the green coffee, and I had someone else doing the mm-hmm. roasting. And So I was sure. had someone roasting, and then I was doing the, the packaging and sealing and boxing and grinding mm-hmm. and delivering and invoicing yeah. and you know trying to sure. do all of those yeah. bits and pieces together. Um, mm-hmm. And then. S- and then only when we actually moved here into here to forty four Stanley um, did we start roasting mm, uh-huh. ourselves. Sure. So yeah, sure. the first book we had someone else
1: doing that part for us. Oh, okay. So um, so from the from the beginning, mm. has Fat trade always been something that obviously you adopted from the onset, or perhaps mm. later on when you saw that the business was profitable? or?
2: No. So I mean, mm. I think the the. Fair trade is, has uh, always been part of our DNA. that's oh why okay. being there exists. Um, sure. I would have never started being there had I not uh, believed in the fair trade model. I would have sure. just drunk good coffee. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. So yeah. I've always yeah. loved coffee and I could have just drank coffee. But when I discovered the fact that you could actually have a business in something you love and you could impact it's the lives right. of people through yeah. it, I thought that's, that's like a winner combination. Mm. Um, because then. You know, I think we all, uh, well, I certainly had had time in like the corporate world where it's just all about yourself, you know, um, you know, building, mm. building your, uh, um, building your own sort of wealth. And, you know, I um, mean, you, you, I suppose in some cases we have these two, di- two aspects of our life that uh, um, search for success and then search for significance. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I had, I suppose uh, I was in the IT boom time, so I, I had already, some good success um <laughs> in the beginning and mm. so and you then realized actually you know what it's not that's not what it's really about sure. you know um success is great um but i also want to leave some sort of um, impact in, sure. in the lives of other people and so i think you know fair trade mm. gives you both of those options you know mm. to have a business that can be profitable but also a business that can impact mm. um, the lives of others and so yeah, it hasn't. Some it was. It was never something that we tagged on later. Oh, okay, okay. Um, we've always driven our business like that um, from sure. the start, mm-hmm. um, and I do think that it's the best way to operate. Because if you ask me, if I look back now on how m- you know we've we've been able to give millions back into the communities sure. that we bought from. If you'd asked me would I have just given that money afterwards, yes, it's <laughs> <much harder. laughs> true. Yeah, I think so. When you've made the money, yeah. you're know, seeing it and it's in the account. And you think, you know, yeah, now, know, now you must take it, which it feels like it's yours now. Yeah. And now you must give it back. That's true. Like, that's I, true. I think that, that when you do it that way around, you're like less likely. I had to build a business where buying the coffee, the margin for the farmers was in the beginning. Sure. So it's in my yeah. cost. Sure. So. Um, it's never whereas I think it's much much harder I know I would have struggled like if you've got a whole lot of money in now, <laughs> yeah. now flip, yeah, you to it and now take this and give it back yeah. you know yeah. whereas now I don't yeah. feel it because it well, I don't feel it but I mean I know it's gone at the yeah, beginning hard, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think that, that that's why I love the model of fair trade versus aid mm. is because aid is something you do afterwards you like help mm. out someone mm. out of your own you know yeah. either prosperity Empty. or your own wealth or your own success whatever and you choose to like. Oh, I'll give you something there. Yep. But fair trade is about trading fairly with someone from the start, mm. um, and it's far. M- I think it has. Um, it's a far better way of operating, and I don't think it's something that, in my opinion, should be just coffee. It should be everything. Yeah, you know? sure. Every product. Sure. So every product. Sure. You know, something that Definitely. you buy, you should. You know, you should say how. Um, I want to, you know, buy. Uh, this product in a way that honors the people that you know that produced it why should i try and get the cheapest price and then mm. pretend like i'm going to mm. give money back to them afterwards you know they yeah. you know, can't exploit someone now and then you know yeah, and then give really them aid yeah I mean, that's half the problem is true if, you know we rip people off they can't they can't uh, you know have a decent livelihood yeah um, and at the end of it uh, you know, you come in and, and then you wanna, you, those same people now suddenly need aid because sure. you, they, you, you've you know, you've they haven't been them able before. to look after themselves mm.
0: you know? so, yeah sure, yeah. now that's that's quite interesting <laughs> like, even, like, you're talking about that, like, it's happen- it happens with every industry, like I was watching this series called Seaspiracy, I don't know if any of you guys have watched it I,
2: have, I, yeah, I haven't
0: watched it, I've seen it, it <laughs> up on Netflix yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. intense, and yeah. it's all about sustainability as well, yeah. how do we make Seafood because mm. you d- people don't get to see the backside of what happens yeah. uh, even yeah. in the coffee industry. Like yeah. people don't get to see that people are getting exploited. Producers they're not getting yeah. paid for uh, what they do. And just having that model as well. Mm. We want to get into that actually. What yeah. what is fa- di- uh, direct mm. fair trade? Like uh, mm, how purposes, would you have for yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. What, what what does it mean for people who don't know what? Yeah what yeah, it yeah, it, yeah what yeah. it yeah. is.
2: Yeah. Yeah I think the I mean. I think it's qu- what's quite nice about fair trade is that the, the word is quite easy to. I- it sort of explains it. Yeah, I'll yeah, true, Trading with someone yeah. in a fair manner. Yeah. Um, uh, but but really, I, I guess what that means is um, is for us, it means looking at. So when we sit down and with the farmers, making sure that the price. That we're paying a price I mean obviously if you said to anyone you know what price did you like yeah. <laughs> it goes up yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So there's, <laughs> there's always a balancing yeah. act that you have to perform yeah. that says like how can I give you the best possible price and I've got to stay in business, yeah. you know. So I could pay, you know, you could say, well, you know, I'll pay five times the price, but I'll never be able to sell the product, yeah. and then I'll be out of business. Yeah. Then, then it doesn't help me anyway, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's about finding that um, uh, a fair price, mm. um, and that's asking the producers, you know, what is, you know, what are the costs of production, and um, fair trade as a body, um, mm. you know, does help with that mm. um, in terms of looking at cost of production and setting a minimum price mm. um, because we buy such high quality coffee. Our price is so hi- well above that minimum price anyway, mm-hmm. because um, we're paying for the, we're paying the price of coffee. We're paying a, a quality premium because we, mm-hmm. we buy amazing coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you in the fair trade model, um, when you're part of the fair trade sort of um, certified fair trade system, uh, you then pay an extra premium on top of that which is mm-hmm. the fair trade, which is you know, the fair. Uh, trade premium yep. which then goes uh, to the producers to do with what they like so you know, they as a um, because even idea of how we work we'd work with a community let's say in Ethiopia mm. it may be 4,000 farmers who all are small-scale farmers they all group together in a cooperative mm. um, they all um, you know harvest their coffee cherries bring it to the central washing station have it processed um, and then um, when it's uh, when it's sold They get, to me, Then they'll obviously benefit in that price, Mm. um, so whatever profit they made as well as the premium then goes into that same pool and then it gets distributed based on how much you brought. So if you're a farmer who brought 100 kilos versus one who brought 10, obviously you're going to get 10 times more of the premium because it's all based on what the volume that you brought, which is very fair. and uh, yeah, so, so I suppose there's a few, you know there's a few, and then they can choose. You know, do they, you know, as a community, you know, do you want to build some, you know, build some schools in the community? Uh, do you want to do? You yeah. know, we've had the people do sort of electrical projects. Sometimes they just pay it out in a straight, you know, bonus. But sometimes community decides, "This, we're going to do something that'll benefit the whole community." Sure. Um, but that's sort of how the, yeah. you know, how the premiums are sort of s- spread. Mm. Um, and then we've also tried to do is is to work with uh, agronomy training institutes so guys who will help farmers farm better so because sure. we I believe that there's two aspects to, to increase so, to, to sort of better livelihoods one is paying a good price the second is that if you get better yields yeah. I, so we've seen sure. and I actually believe that the, the focus on yields even more important than the price because if a farmer gets uh, double the yield or three times the yield which we've seen I mean we've seen farmers go from like two kilos a tree to five kilos a tree to eight kilos a tree mm. you work that out I mean even the price d- then the price premium is insignificant mm. compared to the the, pre- the actual money based you know made out of, yeah. out of that sort of increased yeah. production so better farming techniques definitely makes a huge impact sure so yeah so we're trying to do focus on that mm. as well because price a good price together with more volume definitely you
1: know yeah. increases people's income so yeah mm, sure that's quite mm. that's interesting that's a good perspective I've never looked at it from that side mm. at least um, and, and and for use um, who deals with this farmers on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. um, what would you say are, are some of the challenges that um, that you guys face for example going to Tanzania or Rwanda mm. um, and trying to have those kind of relationships as well about um, paying a fair price and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. What what has been some of the challenges that you guys have encountered, with regards to that?
2: Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, I suppose uh, there's challenges that we have, and then there's challenges that that farmers have. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you 100% if you ask any farmer that, you know, even the ones we buy from, you know, what what is your main challenge? I said. The coffee price is too low. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and that, that's been the same. And the coffee yeah. price is always feels like it's too low. And and to be honest, I think it is too low. Um, but that's a worldwide sort of as know, The sea price, right? Yeah, the sea price. You know, right? yeah, ah, price, yeah, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, so if, you've, if you if you analyze the sea price, it really hasn't changed since the nineteen seventies. Mm. So you know, so really, oh. farmers are getting you know the same price. The problem is, is that um, you know it's all the supply and demand situation and because Brazil is the biggest producer of coffee in the world um, and they can still mechanized so because they've got such high levels of mechanization Mm. they can still um, be profitable quite quite decently profitable Mm. at the current price Mm. so until there's pressure Mm. they just the market is actually in a bit of an oversupply situation Mm. always Mm. Um, and so the hence the prices just do stay the same in dollar sure. terms mm, um, sure. and obviously you know that's a so that is a always a always a problem i think one of the things that's been so exciting over the last years, i mean and the reason that you guys are here today actually yeah. is that you've suddenly you know caught on as you know to like I coffee's like not just red coffee you know um, you know we d- on this journey and discovered specialty coffee I could taste mm. you know different flavors and aromas and this cup is better than this one and suddenly like we are, we're starting to learn mm. and that means that that consumers um, are starting to demand better coffee Sure. and that will help to increase the mm. price for yeah. for specialty coffee yeah. Yeah. Mm. so coffee that's yeah you know, um, and sure. so I think that's really positive so although the commodity price as you said the New York sea price is pretty much, there, yeah. um, the price of specialty coffee has definitely increased over sure, the last yeah. years. Um, and so that is really, is definitely helping, yeah. helping farmers. Um, and so that's, uh, you know, that's certainly a positive. Mm. Um, I suppose, mm. uh yeah, so I suppose from a farmer's point of view, you know, there's, mm. you know, there's the, some of their issues are always yeah. price and then, I mean, you know, if you're a farmer, I mean, I wouldn't want to be a farmer, I'd be a rubbish farmer. It's <laughs> <laughs> hard work being a farmer. Sure. Because yeah. I think you're just continually subject to climate yeah. issues, you know? Yeah. So, you know, flipping one year, you've either got, you know, no rain, next time you've yeah. got too much rain, <laughs> yeah. and then you've got no sun, too much, yeah. ma- I don't know. Like yeah. It feels like, I think for farmers, they sometimes feel like they can never win, you know? Sure. Um, sure. So I think climate climate issues are mm. a big are a big challenge for uh, uh, for farmers. Um, mm. And yeah, I mean, and, and I think, I suppose, you know, the we all, I guess, uh, struggling to do the same things which is to you know, feed our families educate oh. our children and uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, and hopefully have a little bit of margin you know? mm-hmm. um, and I think you know to me that's creating margin in people's lives is mm-hmm. like a just a key thing to try and get right you know? uh, sure
1: yeah that's interesting uh hmm. i think the other question you have you have you have and you've given me food for thought as well (laughs) 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 it's
0: always interesting like when you have this conversation because we don't know much into that because we we don't we've never been to the source we are consumers uh and even though we're trying to get into that specialty uh kind of field, but it's just like there's so much going on that people don't know Uh, even people will be listening to us they don't know Like there's so much uh, that's going on uh, behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh,
1: True. Uh, because I think we also when we came across Pin there at first, we knew that they had this tagline, fair trade, and it's like, yeah. ah, they, perhaps they want yeah. to be fancy or something <laughs> like <Yeah>. that. <laughs> but we <laughs> didn't yeah. actually understand what's that yeah. all about and, yeah. and uh, what that does for yeah. the farmer yeah. Yeah. as well. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. to us, the consumers um, who have the final output, I guess, yeah. of the product. So it's it's quite interesting to hear it. Mm. I mean, you don't, uh, mm. it'd be worth, uh, you. Uh, chatting to
2: Tabo, I don't know if Tabo he's not fast oh. <laughs> yeah. But um, I took him to Rwanda about two years ago, oh. and um, uh, he said to me, and, I mean he'll tell you to say, but he said you know before we'd gone he thought maybe fair trade is just something I sort of made up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's been telling people for years yeah. about it. Yeah, right? yeah. And ask him, he knows what to say because I you know yeah. he knows what it means. But he said, going to Rwanda and seeing the sure. impact that fair trade does make on the farmers, that changed his whole perspective and so sure. um, I think it is, as you say, it is quite hard you know, when you're sitting on this side, you know, mm. of the, you know, we just get to drink the coffee. coffee. Mm. Um, I think once you, that's why I think that any t- time I've got to take, you know, people to Origin, it's, it's quite a, you know, sort of transformative experience mm. because, you suddenly see where this product comes from, mm. and the impact that it can have if you just pay people fairly sure. um, and you give them that margin. Because the moment you give people margin, um, then things start to change. Yeah. I mean, this Rwandan cooperative that I took you know a tab or two. We, the, because we, they are a well-run cooperative because they've been uh, getting a good price for their coffee. They've invested in their community, and so suddenly you've got things like. Um, uh, you know nurseries, um, nurseries with seedlings. Suddenly you've got um, there's a pasteurisation facility. We sat and uh, we sat and drank um, uh, drinking yogurt that they produced um, at the cooperative. Um, they've got a they put in their own mill um, to mill cassava, which really saves a huge amount of people's time milling by hand at home. Um, they've got a cupping layer They've got basket weaving. They've got a cow project where you know nice. they, they use mm. some of their premiums to buy a whole bunch of cows, and then the first cow gets handed on to someone new. to so like mm. pay it forward. You know? Yeah. You get a car. The first calf goes to another farmer, mm. and then you're done. You know, and then that one has another car goes yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like so many things that can happen um, in a community when you when there's margin. If you don't mm. have, if you don't have any margin. You don't have any extra bucks left yeah. sure. you're just yeah. surviving but you can never invest you're just true. trying to just true. survive true um true. so i think that's what in my mind that's what sort of fair trade mm. can have the power to do is to sure. give people a bit of a bit of margin
0: yeah like he said like for some people it's easy to put the stamp <laughs> like it's yep. fair trade and talk yep. about it but yeah. when it comes to practical uh, application of that how mm-hmm. does it look like and I feel like you guys, yeah. like you do it well, like we see on the website, you, it's not something that you just say, but there is mm-hmm. so much investment into that. The communities that you, you are involved in when you go to the source, uh, it's just so amazing. And I, I guess the other question was yeah. as well, like on consumers, is, has there been appreciation for this as well, like in terms of you guys doing fair trade on issues of transparency as well, has like over the 15 years, yeah. 16 yeah. years now, mm-hmm. You've been uh, running, being there. Have mm-hmm. you seen that transition where consumers are more appreciative of knowing more about their coffee as well, like where it comes from, how you price it as well? Uh, obviously, people don't reveal everything, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but just yeah. knowing like a bit of what happens mm-hmm. in the behind the scene mm-hmm. uh, that people are not getting exploited uh, per se and they're getting fairly uh, uh, amount uh, for the coffee that they trade. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah so has there been? No, uh, I think
2: we've. Um, so it's definitely the awareness of fair trade has definitely grown, yes. obviously over the over the sixteen years for sure. Sure. Um, I think you know in some ways I'm I'm a d- disappointed that more roasters aren't on board. You know. Sure. I mean at the big be- at the beginning I thought it would be a competitive advantage <laughs> for about a year, and then and then sure. I, s- sure. I oftentimes would say to people that. I don't want this to be a competitive advantage. I want to be this to be the way coffee is traded mm. because that's what it's about. So, yeah. you know, there's a little bit of, you know, I knew that I was going to have to release it as a competitive advantage. <laughs> um, and it should just be the way coffee is traded. We should just trade fairly. That's yeah. how business should be. Yeah. Um, and I'm disappointed that that's not more sure. prevalent. Um, yeah. And uh, there are actually very few fair trade coffees, to be honest. Mm. Um, and True. if you ask a lot of people, it's all because it costs more. Um, and, and it does uh, and I think that you know I think there's a growing desire for consumers to mm. you know to understand where their coffee comes from mm. um, but uh, but maybe not as much as you know I'd like I mean if you if you walked in the shop now and asked gave a did a survey in, in the shop here and said you yeah. know why are you here drinking coffee at been there most people just say, "Oh, we love the shop. Yeah. It looks beautiful. The coffee's great. Yeah. You know, Bristol's are friendly. You know, we had a yeah. great experience. They're knowledgeable, whatever." But, but I doubt whether anyone would tell you that it's there here because, um, because trade. it's fair trade. So I'd yeah. love that to be the answer, sure. yeah. but in my feeling and my experiences, mm-hmm. I don't think it's the answer. Sure. Um, and I think that you know, ultimately, um, yeah. I mean, I, I think it says something that uh, is quite hard you know, we do it because we believe in it and mm. it, um, mm. other people, they like it it, is the second <laughs> aspect, oh so yeah. they're like, oh yeah, they, they know that copy is fair trade, so I think, you know, but obviously it needs to be great quality, which is why right, people buy, yep. and the fair trade part is the, si- the second part that they may like, they yep. may say, oh, this is, you know, cool, yep. uh, it's the same thing with like, you know, organic and stuff, you like it, except if it doesn't work for your pocket yeah. or if it doesn't work yeah, for your yeah. branding you know yeah, yeah. so you may say oh you know i'd love this organic jersey but if it's you know if it feels like <laughs> you know, uh, into a piece of sandpaper then you know <laughs> you yeah. can yeah, <laughs> it exit work. it quickly yeah. Yeah. so we sort of you know we're sure. a little bit like schizophrenic like that we yeah. want stuff but we don't really, really. We, we do and we don't yeah. and you know as long as it suits us we quite you know we sure. so you know. so Yeah. Yeah. I don't know
1: if that answered your question no, no, that does <laughs> that does. so I guess that it's linked um, to uh, at least from my understanding to your why being there it mm. exists as well Yeah. Mm. because yeah. like you mentioning, for some people it's like okay let's try it but we'll see it's like a competitive thing yeah. but that's what you're saying that for us it's something that we wanted to do from the beginning mm. yeah. is that yeah. perhaps what um, sets you guys apart um, from the other roasters that we know um, that yeah. don't do fair trade um, and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I
2: think you, you, s- you said something quite key, which is for me is very important, is your why of business. Sure. I mean, I'm yeah. sure you probably have seen Simon Sinek's, you know, start with why. If you mm. haven't, definitely go and watch that <laughs> <laughs> great yeah. TED talk. Um, but, you know, because our, your why should be at the center of your business, you know, and for us, it's to make a sustainable difference in the lives of coffee, mm. uh, African coffee farmers through direct fair trade. While providing meaningful employment in South Africa mm-hmm. and if you ask anyone who works have been there why we're we in business they can repeat that sure. so they know why we're here we're here to make an impact in the lives of farmers yeah. and provide good jobs for the people who work mm-hmm. here so that's sure. so we so that's a very strong that's that's um, more important almost than the coffee oh, okay, yeah yeah so it's very so, so our, our secret or our sort of measure of success is whether we impacted lives of people rather than you know, how much coffee we yeah. sold. So obviously the two are the two are joined. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You can't impact lives oh by yeah. selling mm. product. Yeah. Um but I think I think that's the, that um, I, we're fortunate in one way in that I, I look at everything through the lens of that, you know? Um, of is this what we're doing now, is this gonna make an impact sure. in the lives of farmers, you know? Yeah. Um we had the same dilemma when I decided to do capsules, you know, yeah. I was like, oh, I shouldn't be doing capsules, those Nespresso capsules, you know, yeah. they're not great quality, it's like flies in the face of specialty, it's <laughs> a, you know, and then yeah. I s- stood back and I said, well, if this allows us to buy more coffee from small scale farmers, great coffee at a great price, and we put it into a capsule, um, it fulfills our vision, You know, sure, so it, fulfills it fulfills why, totally why we're in business. So I'm yeah. all right with it, you know. Um, whereas. If your why for your business is about you know Money. something else, uh, yeah. you know mm-hmm. you may you may choose to make a different you sure. know, different mm-hmm. decision. Do, sure. I st- do I like the capsules? No. <laughs> 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 do I drink them? <laughs> no. <laughs> but they do pr- perform a function for yeah. people, some people who like yeah, capsules true, true, and want true. them at home. Yeah. And I know that everyone that's put through there that makes, that is helping to, you know, sell coffee from farmers who got a good price for mm-hmm. it. So, yeah. Sure. So you can tick it off. Yeah. That's, that's,
0: yeah. that's interesting, that's mm. interesting. Sure, I think the question we had is how, how does fair trade make the coffee industry sustainable? But <laughs> you mm. just uh, smashed it, mm. uh, because that's the whole point. And I know it's not going to be perfect. Uh, that's the reality of things that there's still going to be some harsh realities involved when it comes to um, fair trade and farmers uh, are yeah. being treated yeah. well and those kind of stuff uh, but kudos fair trade to is you it's not perfect uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, oh yeah oh yeah
2: yeah it's not a perfect yeah. model unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but i think the consumer has an opportunity um, and must push it you know yeah. and sure. say yeah. i think the reason like some of these things have become more common mm-hmm. you know organic and you know other things is that the consumer eventually yeah. you you know um, you eventually push people into sustainable practices they don't mm-hmm. want to mm-hmm. and then you push them and as long as you you keep pushing and keep pushing um, it'll eventually become you know mainstream mm-hmm. um, and so I think it's coffee's got to be the same we've got to keep saying to roasters you know where's this coffee come from Do you sure. know where you got this yep. you know how what the farmers paid for this yep. coffee you know yep. I'm sorry I'm not gonna drink it yep. you know? yep. um, and then suddenly they're like crap, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah. sharpen up, you know? <laughs> yeah. because otherwise, you know, yeah. it, it, there's no accountability and nobody's yeah. pushing it, you know. And that is the consumer's, mm. Guess, mm. You know, job in a sense to mm. perhaps to push it a bit more.
0: Mm. But, yeah. Nah, we agree with that. We yeah. agree. <laughs> we we agree. It's like uh, that.
1: I guess it's, it's on our side to, to hold you guys accountable. Yeah. But mm. do, do you think, uh, at least within South Africa, within the South African context, there is that relationship that roasters have with with their customers um, for example where I can come here and be like hey guys Tabo
2: yeah.
1: how much are you guys paying for these coffees and, and stuff mm. like that and obviously the roaster or the someone who's representing the brand not lie or twisting the information but yeah. giving me the correct part yeah yeah um, in a sense yeah I mean I think you've just got to
2: ask the question yeah i don't think you're going to get an honest answer yeah. Um, yeah, and oftentimes true. and not, not yeah, always true. because the person doesn't w- you know wants to be dishonest they actually just don't know yeah. you know so i've sat with um i've sat with roasters who think that the coffee they were buying you know and the price they were paying was impacting the lives of the, the farmers um and it's and sure. they they honest i mean and they've been led to believe that Mm. um and mm. they, and they've uh, acted with absolute honesty and absolute desire mm. but sometimes you don't know how the you know how it, it all happens <laughs> in country <laughs> behind <laughs> the scenes yeah true um, there's a big move at the moment called uh your s- there's a website uh, so transparent uh, um, i think it's transparent org or something I don't what the, but it's all about i mean I'm blank on the, the actual website but um, it's all about uh, roasters being transparent on what mm. they pay for their coffee. Mm. Um, and they're using the FOB price, which ah. is the, you know, the price that the coffee once, it land once it's placed on yeah. the ship, as the price that they're comparing. Mm. But unfortunately, that FOB price doesn't actually give you an indication of what the farmer got paid. Mm. It's mm. the price that it landed up on the ship. And when you actually look at um, all the other potential middlemen in that, and um, what sure. could happen so if someone buys a great coffee and pays you know you know double the price of another roaster it doesn't necessarily mean that the farmer's got double the price sure. in fact usually it doesn't um, and, and until you break it down and you go and you can get yourself further down the chain which a lot of roasters can't do they only can see the price they paid mm-hmm. um, unless you start asking questions and start getting down to the farmer and say what did you get what did you get what did you get to your cherries and you start working out what they got paid then you can say, hold on a second, you know, mm. this is the price that lands up on the ship and this is what the farmer got, what the hell's happened in the middle here, mm. you know, which happens, you know, a lot, and some of those costs are absolutely legitimate, I mean, there's lots of stuff that has to happen to coffee to get it onto the ship, Yeah. but we mustn't believe that, you know, just because we're paying more um, for coffee, it means that the farmers are getting more, Sure. And so I think that's the message that I'm trying to drive to roasters is is ask your importers and you know the guys who source your coffee you know what did the what did the farmer get paid I think that's the that's the key thing Uh, and
0: does I I guess direct uh, fair trade itself like solve that in the sense that you as a yeah. owner or as a roaster, you're able to go to the source yeah. as well yeah. and ask yeah. those questions. Yeah,
2: and I realise that that's not possible for everyone. Yeah, yeah, true. So no, it's not true. always. Uh, so I can't. It can't be too hard. Sometimes, yeah. on uh, Apple. yeah, because they didn't. You yeah. know, they weren't. You know, yeah. able to go and get that info. Sure. Um. So yeah, but if you can, that's the those are the questions to ask.
0: Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think <laughs> we're about to get into our last few questions. <laughs> uh, this is great, Jonathan, really. Uh, but uh, yeah, I guess now just the reality of COVID as well, uh, Trying to, I guess we're trying to understand how has that changed that dynamic that you have as well, uh, the relationship that you have with your, with where you source your mm-hmm. coffee as well. Uh, has it affected yeah. the fair trade? Because you used to travel, like yeah. the borders yeah. are yeah. shut down yeah. now. Yeah. How does that, yeah, how has that affected, this, yeah. Yeah, yeah, how you do um, fair trade, direct fair trade as well, or even business? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, yep. I
2: suppose on the farmer on the side, it, the, its main effect, I suppose, for our producers is that our business has taken a big hit, Sure, like most sure. have, you know? Yep we supply generally a lot of hospitality places and a lot of corporates and those aren't buying coffee mm. so um, mm. so we've taken a big hit mm. um, and so when obviously when we take the hit so does our farmers because i can't buy as much coffee yeah. so yeah. indirectly that means that i've you know i've committed to less coffee this year um, so that has an impact mm. um, on our producers mm. in terms of you know um, our getting our coffee out or any of the logistics stuff it hasn't really been an issue sure um and uh, you know, the hard during the hard lockdown part, I had most, you know, I had all my coffee in already, so sure. I was fortunate it's that been, I yeah. didn't have any delays or any issues around that. Mm-hmm. And by the time it all opened up, was when I started my shipments started coming again. So my timing sure. was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. there was no, so I never had the disruption in terms sure. of um, supply, but the that's, the effect has obviously been on you know on our company, on our staff, mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. um, and obviously on our producers. Mm. I guess by that volume
0: issue, so yeah. Sure, Mm. yeah, yeah, that's quite interesting Mm. to hear (laughs) that, because I know, like, uh, like a lot of coffee shops definitely took a lot of heat Mm. as well, like, uh, in terms of that, but yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh, and some didn't come back. Oh yeah, yeah, Yeah.
0: yeah, which was hard to, like, like in Bram a couple of coffee shops Bram is already dying but he's just like um, oh man yeah Yeah, Yeah. just like some is gone he's just like sure it's gone yeah Uh, Yeah,
2: because there's so many normally so many students in Bram and and then everyone's got less money oh yeah <laughs> so you know then there's yeah. less money to spend in those oh, coffee shops yeah. or whatever so yeah. you like walk past oh <laughs> and, yeah you know go and stir the stir your Rick coffee yeah you know, that's an <laughs> option you know so, so uh, i'll put some condensed yeah. milk in and make it nice <laughs> which uh which is actually quite nice huh? oh yeah <laughs> it is it is, it <laughs> it is, it is it i is. Oh, yeah. we run it out
1: if required if <laughs> required okay. true sure. uh, speaking uh, of which of re-coffee and stuff obviously you know yeah. that within South Africa, mm. a lot of guys are consuming Instead of coffee, re-coffee and stuff like that. Yeah. Through your 16 years being in business, um, have you seen slight appreciation of specialty yeah. coffee? Has it has it grown? Mm. What, what's yeah. your view on that? Yeah, I mean 100%. I mean,
0: you can
2: mm. see when I started, there, were. I felt like I mean I didn't do proper research, so I'm yeah. not a good example. But you know, there was probably I mean my guess is that maybe they were like. 50 roasters in South Africa, sure. six, you know, 16 years ago. Now, mm. I think there's probably like 150, 200 at least, mm. you know, maybe more even, maybe mm. 300 roasters. Mm. Um, so so definitely like that just demonstrates, you know, the, the growth of coffee, of the coffee industry. So definitely, um, I mean, you also would have seen, you know, when we first opened here, like you know, 44 Stanley 13 years ago, and I did like a heart in a cup. I mean, people would <laughs> photograph it. <you> know. <coughs> You know, they're like, oh, how did
0: you do that? Is it a stencil? How did you get the heart? I mean, yeah. and now
2: like Marcus, who can do swans, and Tumi, who sure. can do all these like fancy things. Yeah. I mean, you, they do works of art in a cup, and a person doesn't even look at it. They just put sugar in it. <laughs> they still carry on. <laughs> well, no, they don't put sugar. In it. <laughs> but you know, they yeah. don't, you know, you can see even that just demonstrates the fact that we've got, as a as a culture, or as an industry, and uh, as consumers of coffee, I think we've we've just become accustomed to, mm. to seeing good coffee, you know? I mean, mm. you know, your Rosetta that arrived in your cup. I mean, yeah, you can mm. take your phone out and take a photo. <laughs> 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 so you've you got used to it, you know? whereas 10 years ago, you'd have be been like, oh, geez, how did that go? Yeah, yeah, can true, you show, true, me? True, show true. me what you do? And we had people yeah. behind the bar trying to see how we pour, being amazed, taking a video, you know? Yeah. Whereas now, you know, it's a l- far more common. Um, so I think, like, the whole industry you know has moved and I think the you, you notice that once people get exposed to good coffee mm-hmm. I mean you guys are prime for examples or so you know you suddenly like you, know, you, you probably both like we all have walked a journey where you like mm-hmm. suddenly start to your taste starts to change you start to appreciate it starts to move you start to appreciate different coffee you start to become critical of like mm-hmm. you get a coffee like oh, this wasn't great <laughs> Before, sure. you know, I don't know, you drank it with a caffeine or you know, you yeah, didn't yeah. now suddenly you're yeah. like, no, this wasn't acceptable. I don't like this. This yep. wasn't, you know, yep. this is good, this is not good, you start choosing where you're gonna go based on coffee. So I think like we the whole industry is definitely moved and I think, yeah, I mean, people have you know, the moment you start on that journey, um, I think, you know, you start yeah. moving
0: moving mm. towards more of an appreciation, you know. Yeah, that's what we hope as well we'll do in the townships. Yeah. Uh, where it's it's a bit hard to, mm. to get in that space. Uh, yeah. but we just hope as well as we give people exposure, even yeah. with podcasts like this as well, just people can be mm. able to know uh, what's happening yeah, and yeah, 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 what's interesting about coffee. And that's what yeah. I said to
2: you about, you know, Tumi is mm. doing a mm. he got a little machine at. Uh, he's in Sweta, he's got a machine sure. and he does, you know, every now and then on the weekends stuff you will have like a Coffee and music nice. yeah. and like nails, like nails nice. and like che- you know, so nice. really like nice. he combines nice. it combines with a bit of fashion, so cool. with a bit of beauty, with a bit of coffee, and that's I think so you know, so it's in the same, same yeah. space. You know, how yeah. do we, how do we, you know, take that appreciation for So yeah. I mean, I think what, what you guys are doing is
0: is awesome. You know, thanks, thank you, too. thanks so much. <laughs> I guess that's it from <laughs> us. <That's laughs> it. Yeah, thanks so much, Jonathan. Cool man, really well, appreciate nice. it. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Uh, We hope that you learned something new about the coffee industry, especially when it comes to issues of transparency and fair trade. Uh, If you want to continue the conversation, do get in contact with us. Find us on Instagram, Black Plus Coffee, or contact us via email, info at blackpluscoffee.co.za. And yeah, if you want info about merchandise as well, do. Get in contact with as well uh we sell them at a reasonable price um and yeah we really thank jonathan for his time and do check being there out as well they are found in Joburg, uh 44 stanley which is in mill park and Bramfontein uh where there's a roastery there so you can check them out thank you for listening to our podcast this is black plus coffee we love coffee we drink coffee We are Black Plus Coffee. Cheers.